0: Right, we're excited for another, uh, another round of Titus Talks Talent. We got Adrian Davis. He's the COO for H2 Brands Group. Adrian is a, is a guy that's done a ton of work in building and leading this organization and we're looking forward to learning from him. Adrian, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ben. Awesome. Well, our topic today is really how do you drive performance and coaching throughout your business? Um, we'll kind of let you free speak here and then we'll dive into some additional questions.
1: Great. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Ben. I, you know, as a, as a manufacturer and, a, and an international distributor, you know, our, our major focus is um, on, you know, developing and, and providing products to our customers in, in the most timely manner. So the best way, the most efficient way for us to do that is to make sure that every year we're planning and using uh, good corporate planning strategies to establish what we call strategic deployment initiatives, which are really four or five key areas that you want the business to focus in, and so for us as a manufacturer and distributor, it's safety, um, safety of our employees, the quality of our products, the service we provide our customers, the cost at which we provide that service, and uh, and growth. Last and, and of course not least, um, and, and you know the way the way we manage performance then in that in that framework is every year those corporate objectives have metrics, and each individual department can impact those metrics in a different way. Safety in the, in the operations world, the quality world. Um, you know, those are all big operational um, areas, and each department within operations sets targets and sets goals and writes smart goals to correspond with those strategic deployment initiatives that have been established by the corporate by the corporate group. And uh, from that point in time, then those those smart goals are rolled out and aligned with those different categories and aligned within the operation into each individual. Um, level, so you have it at the you know the COO level down to VPs, directors, managers, all the way down to the supervisory level, where we're rolling out goals and aligning to those overall corporate objectives.
0: It's great. And it sounds like there must be a lot of visibility and transparency, so people know exactly what's expected of them and have to go execute on that. There is. I mean, you know,
1: and and in, in setting clear. And concise objectives and goals for employees is very critical when you're managing performance. People know need to know how they're going to be measured, and you need to know, you know, um, frequently throughout the year how they're performing versus that expectation. So, you know, what we do to manage that is we do a uh, what we call a one-on-one meeting where manager meets with employee uh, we on a monthly basis, reviews their, their smart goals that they've written, reviews the metrics for their department, gives them feedback on how they're progressing versus their smart goal plan. And then also how they're doing versus their metrics. Um, and in addition to that, then we kind of, we sprinkle in a little bit of a, a 360 feel where we do what's called a skip meeting. So um, from, from my perspective, you know, I, I primarily am doing one-on-ones with the vice president level. I will do a skip meeting while i meet with the directors, um, you know, on a quarterly basis and provide them feedback on their SMART goals and the progress they've made in, in terms of their, in terms of their overall, uh, overall plan for the year.
0: What do you, what do you think, you know, cause we, we kind of believe in the same things. We're big believers and you manage for performance and you, everyone needs to know and where you're going and what's expected of them. Some people might think that to be like a really, you know, overly driven culture or an overly number driven culture, but do you find that people actually appreciate it because they know their expectations and what they're doing?
1: Yeah, I do. I think, um, you know, another, another important part of managing performances is, is, yes, setting expectations, but also giving people a path uh, to understanding how they're not only succeed in their current role, but how they could potentially step into the next role. And yes, it's numbers driven. And that's not always for everybody. But I think you'd find that people, when expectations are set and understood, and they also know how to get from position A to position B so they can advance their career, you tend to get employees that are more satisfied in in with the organization that they're working.
0: Yeah. And I think, yeah, they're not caught off guard with, uh, you know, expectations they didn't know. They didn't, you know, they have a plan that's lined up from day one with them. We're a big believer in that too. Right. And ultimately you're paying somebody that salary to complete those key measurable performance objectives. Correct. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yep. That's exactly right.
0: And now your business knows where your value is and how you're associating your overall strategy through your workforce, and which is huge. Um, yep, absolutely. How about in terms of the development piece? There's kind of two key areas that drive engagement. Um, one is the manager and that relationship with the manager, and then the other is people that are, you know, are and believe they're aligned with the role they're in. Mm-hmm. If you Do anything right now? You know, to help drive good manager relationships, good manager training. You know, it sounds like you you do some things, but maybe add a little bit to that.
1: Yeah, we don't do anything formal. we 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 try to we try to from a career development perspective, we do have career path development where people fill out uh, within their SMART goals. They have a career development goal that are their SMART goals, which is how we facilitate that, and it becomes a discussion with the manager. You know, in, in an open and honest discussion, you know you're not qualified because you don't have enough education or experience or whatever it might be. And these are the things you need to do within your smart goal to get to the next level. In terms of training for managers, we um, we take we we've done some formal training, but for the most part, um, we it, it, I would call it like to, it's been top down approach. So the top levels of the organization have been trained from the VP level, and I've relied on them to roll that out to their teams and push that down. Um, you know through through their organizations, and really, that training focuses around having difficult conversations um, and handling conflict. because those are the two things that that tend to trip people up the most um, in leadership roles is when you know they have to have a confrontational conversation, they have to give feedback that is not positive feedback. That can be done, and it can be done in a way that's constructive for the employee or destructive for the employee. And so that's really where our, our training focus has been and it's been at a higher level and then relying on those higher levels to flow that down to their teams and educate. Them.
0: That's good. I was just in a conversation earlier today about, you know, focusing on leadership development and that can be almost the number one topic to start with yep. because it's the hardest thing for most people to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, for a new manager in particular, or even a new director who's never had a, you know, has been in different roles and has been a manager, but has never had to manage a large team or somebody that's failing um, or not performing, it's extremely difficult and requires, uh, you know, it's a process you have to do correctly. Make sure that it's constructive and not
0: destructive. That's a great place to start. How about job alignment? You know, we're big believers in right person, right seat. How do you really evaluate? Do you have a process to evaluate that as you're looking at the performance of your of your org chart?
1: Yeah, it's nothing formal, uh, Ben. We've we've really been informal on that. We we have very detailed job descriptions. We have a we have a you know matrix of skills that we know people need to have to fit into a role. You know, we use more of a traditional interview approach, uh, interview experience approach and uh, you know behavioral questioning to determine whether or not that person has the the skill sets that we're looking for to fit each position
0: that we have so you're you got it you got it pretty organized in the front end right you want to you want to try to limit the negative hiring the best you can to get right person right seat and then through your review system you're trying to find ways to identify issues or you can see it through the performance right if there's Mm -hmm. negative performance you really gotta understand right person, right seat, coach coach them up or figure out the right seat for them.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's
0: good. What, um, as a, you know, you've been doing this a while now, Adrian, what's, if you're a younger self, what's like one tip to the audience that you'd be like, this is something as a leader, when I'm driving performance or, or coaching that I'd want, you know, you think is something you've really developed in over the last five to 10 years?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing a manager can do is, and this is a really hard thing to do because, you know, there's a lot of pressure on people that are in management roles, director roles, um, especially now in business, especially during the pandemic. It's it's really hard. And I, I, one thing that I wish that I was better at when I was a much younger leader was that I, going into a situation, whether it was uh, an employee is struggling or they're not performing or there's there's some other issue that's going on to really spend the time to understand the issue and, and to understand the employee before being understood yourself. So understanding what are the roadblocks, what are the obstacles that are preventing the employee that I could be doing to prevent this employee from achieving what they need to achieve. And what can I do? What part can I play um, to remove those roadblocks so that then we can start talking about that employee's performance and how that employee can improve. And that's something I picked up at uh, Amazon and they were really good at that. It, it, at being self-reflective in terms of your management style and how your management style might be causing that person, you know, to not have the success that they they've had, and it's kind of a little bit of a, you know, of a, a seek first, you know, to um, to understand others before yourself being understood. It's very critical.
0: That's huge, right? I mean, your self-reflecting management style, especially if we're seeing engagement and or performance, can be driven by manager, right? The manager mm-hmm. has that perspective let me, let's, let let's make sure me as a manager is not the limiting factor in success
1: yeah and the number one the number one thing that i see in, in when we do acquisitions which quite a few um, and we go into a new company where there's an underperformance it usually has something to do with the way that the the, the business is being managed
0: that's great that's good yeah you get the exposure to see different acquisitions and cultures and people strategies and business objectives you know more frequently than most that's cool that you got that perspective Mm -hmm. Um, and you can dial it into like a root cause like that for so many well hey adrian you know we appreciate your time it was good to get some insight from you i look forward to uh, um, having more conversations on our podcast about uh, managing for performance sounds good thanks for having me ben yeah thanks yep see you